Hello and thank you for tuning into Sideline Story, your destination for sports news, analysis and discussions. I am your host, Brandon Yates, and today I am joined by my co-hosts, Yang Guang and Tian Yu. And today we will be discussing the Chess World Championship and a very fantastic moment for China. They've now got their first ever male world champion, and that is something we'll be discussing throughout this podcast. And of course, what has been going on in the chess world since that news has emerged. And of course, it has been dominating headlines for the last few days. And Yang Wang, I will start with you. Um, this is a really fantastic achievement for, for China. Their first ever male world champion um, at the chess world championship. But from, from your side of things, um, how hard is it to become a chess world championship? And just how exactly did Ding Li Ren make it happen? Uh, well, it's super hard. Um, first of all, you have to be among the best of your country. Then you might have a chance to compete at the regional or international level tournaments, such as the Fight World Cup or the Fight Grand Prix Series. Winning these tournaments means you ha- win a ticket to the candidates' tournaments with just eight players taking part in. It's just like the UEFA Champions League to football, which gathers the best of best contestants from different domestic leagues, except um, the world champion in Chess's case, uh, who wins that candidates tournament, then will be the challenger to face the incumbent world chess champion in a one-on-one duel. Um, the winner becomes the new world champion. So it's a very complicated process and a long way to go for every professional player who aims to embark on a journey to become the new world champion. Uh, it's like in, in a video game, the player needs to accomplish every mission to fight the final boss, and you have only one shot. Um, here's what chess grandmaster and three-time British champion David Hull said about Dean Liren's game and uh, chess as a whole. He earlier spoke with us. It was uh, incredible. It was three weeks of just really intense action. And in the end, Ding did deserve it. His nerves held up the better, and he's a deserving world champion. I do feel sorry for his opponent. It was a tough fight. It was very close, but he got there in the end. Yeah, tough one for the Russians, isn't it? They are. They like to think they're, they're at the top, but this is a really big win for China. Yeah, it's a new dawn. Uh, as mentioned, now they hold both world titles. Uh, they're a potential superpower. They're fighting, I think, with India now to take Russia's crown as the... Uh, kind of perennial uh, kind of leading nation in chess. And Ding, yeah, it was emotional for him. He really did struggle throughout the three weeks. Often people were writing him off and it did come down just to the final few moves, the final few seconds of the last match today. And uh, yeah, I'm happy for him, got to say. And for, for, you know, non-grandmasters like me, how would you explain that sequence of events? How did Ding get this win? Yeah, so it was a three-week marathon. It was 14 games, and uh, those 14 games were tied. It was 7-7. to They'd each kind of uh, taken blows against each other, both won some games, lost some games. Uh, So they had to be decided uh, in a speed playoff. So the players didn't have too much time on the clock. It was a battle of nerves, a battle of who could essentially act the quickest, see things the quickest. And actually, it was the Russian, Jan Nepomnyshi, who did make a blunder or make a big mistake in the final few seconds of the last game. It looked like that would be a draw as well. It looked like they would never be separated, but uh, Ding was too strong. He pounced on his opportunity and that's it with chess. It's just about who uh, who sees a bit deeper and it was Ding on this day. Mm. And David, you say that you know Ding was very emotional. It's a huge achievement for him, a really big win. How do you rate him amongst the world's great players? 
He's still got a long way to go. He's uh, only just become the world champion, the 17th classical world champion in history. Um, so he still has a long way to go to uh, kind of compete with his predecessors. But he he's on his way. And uh, I think he has overcome, just in the last few weeks, uh, he's kind of overcome that shadow of Magnus Carlsen, the world number one for the last 10, 15 years. Uh, people have kind of forgotten about him now. Uh, Ding, it's his time, it's his era. And if he can hold the title for maybe 10 more years, then he'll definitely be one of the greats in history. Mm, so I guess we'll see. Uh, how competitive is chess at this level? It's uh, incredibly uh, competitive. I myself have been uh, a chess professional for the last 10, 15 years, but uh, the top players, they work eight to 10 hours every day on fine tuning these little details on studying their opponent's weaknesses, their strengths, uh, just trying to get a little incremental edge on the opposition. And um, it's like kind of, uh, it's like a spy game in a way these days, you have to kind of get inside your opponent's head, try and figure out what they're thinking. And uh, someone like Ding, for example, the new world champion, he's incredibly good at, uh, yeah seeing into the future, and that's what you need at the top level. Uh, well, actually, in Ding Liren's title round this year, there's an exception because um, the former world champion Magnus Carlsen decided not to defend his title this time. It had been set for a battle between Carlsen and candidate tournament winner Ian Nipponici, and uh, candidate tournament runner-up Ding had been eliminated from the World Chess Championship game. But... Carlsen's withdrawal means the title is up for grabs between the top two finishers of the candidate tournament. So Dean was lucky to attend the game in the first place. But at the end of the day, it's uh, it's the capabilities of the players that decide decide their fate. Dean was falling behind three times in a 14-game championship final, but managed to equalize every time when he was in danger of elimination. After a 7-7 score tie in the classical time format, the match went into tie breaks with rapid time format. And after draws in the first three games, Sting won the final game of the rapid section, winning the World Championship. It's, um, it's a marvelous run. Yeah, it really is a phenomenal achievement. And just hearing what you said there, Yang Guang, I mean, just getting to, you know, World Championship uh, for chess is an incredible achievement in its own. I think, you know, like you like you mentioned, just that whole process of, of, of elimination and getting all the way there and being the best, you know, in your in your nation is something that's incredible in itself and, and a very difficult achievement for anybody to go out and accomplish. And then to go on to get to the final and actually win it is just something that, you know, of course, um, the whole of China can be incredibly proud of, especially since this is their first male world champion. And look, coming from, from my perspective, from somebody that knows very little about chess and, and definitely cannot play chess, I know that um, it's a very world-renowned and highly regarded skill to just be able to um, play the game of chess and to, to go on and, and to be one of the world's best is just something that uh, Ding Li Ren and the whole of China can be very, very proud of, and it's a, a, a fantastic achievement indeed. So yeah, and like you said, even though there were... Um, elements of luck and um you know he did face a lot of adversity in his matches in getting all the way to that final and eventually winning it so i think um you know having the skills is one thing but also having the mental fortitude to fight your way back in certain positions and um you know just hanging on and getting all the way to that final um it's a really impressive feat um tian you from your from your perspective as well you know how hard do you believe it is to become a chess world championship and, you know, going through 
your research and what you've seen of um, what took place at this chess world championship. How did Ding Li Ren manage to achieve this incredible feat? Yeah, I think like any other sports competition, to win in chess games requires a lot of talent and hard work. First of all, you need to learn how to play chess at a very early age. The current world chess champion, who just made a splash these days, Ding Li Ren, he started the game at the age of four, and then after days and days of hard training, you started to participate in different tournaments to gain points rated rated by the International Chess Federation, and the federation will give the grandmaster title to a player after they have gained a chess rating of at least two thousand five hundred. And got three favorable results in tournaments involving other grandmasters, including some from countries other than the players. And after becoming a chess grandmaster, you get to have the chance to challenge the current world champion. And Ding was able to join in last year's qualification tournament because he got the highest points, two thousand eight hundred and six, in May twenty twenty two. And at the first stage of this champions contest. They played 14 matches in a classical time format, which gives you the time to think about your next move. So at the World Championships, players are given two hours to make their first 40 moves, 60 minutes for the next 20 moves, and 15 minutes for the rest of the game, with a 30-second increment per move, starting with move 61. What these complex rules mean? Is that the games can easily last for over five hours, and then the game went to four rapid games with 25 minutes per side and a 10-second increment starting with move one, and they drew the first three games as many would expect, and the fourth game looked as if it was going to end up in the same way, until Ding made a very brilliant move and took advantage of the, his opponent's lethal mistake. To force him to resign after 68 moves, to quote what Nipponichi said about Dean, Des- despite having no real ideas or deep preparation, he managed to put up a fight, and I should give him very huge credit for that. In some games, he was nearly on the ropes, but managed to play very precisely, which saved him many points. Uh, so overall, it was a 24-day, 18-game marathon filled with tension. And momentum swings. It was Ding Liren's debut on the World Chess Championship. The fact that Ding managed to come back from a huge deficit and overcome a strong opponent is really something that deserves our applause. You know, just hearing about that process of getting to the level that Ding Liren has managed to accomplish is exhausting. I can't even imagine how much. <laughs> Time and effort and dedication and practice and skill and just mental fortitude was required to get to that level of grandmaster and you know it just sounds like such a prestigious, limited list of individuals that are able to achieve this incredible accomplishments and then to eventually come out, like you said, I think I think it was after 24 days you said、um, yeah. Tianyu and then to eventually、uh, you know make it to that stage and go through all of those difficult processes and and challenging rules、um, in chess that not many people face, and then to go on and win it after all of that time and efforts, it's just yes, round of applause indeed, Ding Li Ren. Wow, what an incredible accomplishment for an individual and for、um, the nation of China. It really is just something、uh, fantastic to behold. 
So now we want to know more about Ding Li Ren. So Yang Guang, what can you tell us about him? And also, why was he able to pull it off to become the first Chinese male player to win the Chess World Championship and just, you know, make history as an individual and for an entire nation? Oh, well, to be honest, Ding Li Ren is a name I only heard once or twice in news. And he led China to the Chess Olympiad uh, group title in 2014 and the World Chess Team Championship title the following year. Um, he was the leading figure of Team China, but um, he has been quiet in individual competitions until uh, in 2019 he became the first winner from China in the World Grand Series event. Then his a world title has made his stories all of a sudden widely known. Um, Ding spoke with 15 different Chinese media outlets and didn't sleep a minute all night after um, he accomplished that unbelievable feat. Uh, from the from the interview, you can also feel um, his humble personality. Um, Ding was born in Wenzhou, um, the chess city in China, because there is a common chess enthusiasm there. Chess was not all his life. Ding completed a law degree at Peking University. And actually, since childhood, Ding's father, who is an electric engineer, um, kept telling Ding uh, to not abandon his studies. Ding's mother is a nurse and uh, has been very supportive to Ding's chess ambitions. She also traveled with him to Astana for the three-week World Chess Championship. Ding likes reading, and uh, at the press after that final game, he said he constantly became a stronger chess player because, because of the books he read. He also referred to classics at the press, like uh, when he recalled the moment when he was on the brink of defeat. Um, it reminded him of um, the French author Albert Camus' remarks. If you see that you cannot win, do everything in your power to resist. Um, and uh, this inspired him. So I guess Dean has learned a lot from the books in terms of how to be mentally tough. And his habit has also built him to a strong player. I must say, just hearing a lot of Ding Li Ren's um, achievements and, you know, the, the, the past that has led him to this, uh, you know, world championship title makes me feel incredibly lazy. <laughs> um, you know, he, he just seems to have really dedicated his time to bettering himself with his education and his reading. And, of course, all of the time and dedication that he's put into um, his chess playing that's eventually led to him becoming, you know, the, in, the men's world champion and definitely well-deserved. And... You know, I think that quote that um, Ding Li mentioned there from from the um, the French author, where you know, resisting everything to avoid defeat. I think that's such a great life motto for anything, not just chess, but multiple sports or you know, a, quite a lot of things that you can do in life. I think that a lot of people's success doesn't ne necessarily mean you're the best of the best, or that you have the most skills, or that you're just the most talented individual. I think a lot of it just has to do with not giving up and not giving in and just pushing on and having that you know that mental fortitude to just stay above water and it sounds like that's something that everybody can take inspiration from um tian Yu, what else can you tell us about ding li ren's um you know just about his life his history and what led him to this incredible moment of becoming the first chinese male player to win the chess world championship yeah um like we said ding showed his talent in chess at an early age and soon became a professional chess player. 
He has always been a very quiet and low-profile player, but don't let the quiet, shy face fool you. He can be very calm, shrewd, and determined on the chessboard. At the age of 17, he became the youngest national chess champion in China, and in 2017 and 20, 2018, he had an an unbeaten streak in classical chess that lasted a hundred matches. And at that time, it was the longest round in the history of top-level chess. In 2019, he became the first person to beat the then world champion Magnus Carlsen in a tournament tournament playoff, and he won the prestigious Grand Chess Tour. He's one of the just 14 players in history to cross the, th- the threshold of 2,800 uh, ranking points. For the past ten years, the title of world champion in chess has always been taken up by the Norwegian Magnus Carlsen, and now he has become the first Chinese chess player to hold the title, jointly with the 2020 women's world chess champion Zhu Wenjing, making China the holder of both the Open and women's world titles. So yeah, his achievements are quite remarkable, and nothing about these was an accident. There are no rows of dice, no drawing of cards. He earned this through through an intense and epic battle. After the tournament,、uh, Dean talked about what he did for the championship and how he's feeling changed during the fierce battle. 夺冠之后，我还是挺，嗯，挺挺兴奋的，有点激动。当时就。After winning the match, I got so thrilled that I started crying. Something I knew I would definitely do before the game if I was able to win. At the beginning of the tournament, I found myself filled with anxiety and not emotionally stable. So I thought about asking my mom to ask Tana. I need her support at critical times, and she did help me a lot. There were many times when I got lost and couldn't fix some problems. Talking to my mom helped me recover myself. I think my opponent was actually the one who felt more pressure than me, because I could see him feeling very upset when he made mistakes during the game and when he was about to lose the final match. I invited Richard Report to be my assistant. His playing style is rather creative, and his opening is really audacious. He really helped me find the pleasure of playing chess. It was just nice to hear、um, a bit of his past and you know what's led him to this incredible moment. I think that's something that a lot of people need to be aware of. That you know it's not something that just happens overnight. It requires, of course, talent from an early age and then hard work and dedication. And then when his moment came, he was able to, you know,、uh, take that opportunity and just achieve a a, a a massive bit of of history for an individual and an entire nation. So that really is fantastic to hear. His story, and speaking of stories, of course,、um, China has already had several women's chess world championships. And Yang Guang, what are their stories? What can you tell us about these past Chinese women that have gone on and won chess world championships? Uh, yeah. Uh, like、um, Tian Yu mentioned, Ding's title triumph means China now has both the men's and women's chess world champion. Juan Jun is the women's defending champion, and she's set to face compatriots. Leighton Jie in the Women's World Chess Championship in July, which means the next Women's World Champion would still be a Chinese player. And actually, like you said, there have been a number of Women's World Champions from China. There have been 17 Women's World Champions in total since 
27 and 6 of them uh, come from China, especially in the recent 30 years, Chinese players um, have sit on top for over 20 years. Fans have compared the Chinese women's chess team to the Chinese women's table tennis squad, which uh, was almost invincible in the past decades. China's dominance um, didn't come from nowhere. It's uh, it's a heritage passed on for decades. China actually made a four-step plan for the country's chess development. The first two steps are actually the targets of winning the women's world champion and women's team world championship. Then the majority of the resources were tilted to the women's team. For example, in uh, the women's team trained playing against the top Chinese men's players in targeted exercise. Uh, China set up women's chess league early to find talents. It worked. Um, the first two steps were accomplished and even taken further. Uh, look at the women's chess world rankings now. China's players take up four spots in the top ten. Uh, now China has realized the, the final two steps of the plan, winning the men's team world championship and then having a men's individual world champion. Um, it turned out that's not a baseless plan. Team China made great efforts in each phase and they paid off. Hopefully it's just a beginning for the Chinese men's chess teams booming and uh, there will be, they will emerge more talents like Ding Liren. Yeah, it seems like from the women's side of things in China, there's already been incredible success for the women on um, the world stage. And it sounds like the steps towards achieving those plans were taken. And that's led to, you know, past success and present success to have, uh, you know, four of the top 10 being Chinese. That is phenomenal in itself. And now we have the first Chinese male player to win the world championship. And I think this is also going to serve as a massive inspiration for other, um, in particular, male chess players in China to go on and, you know, hone their skills and potentially also go on to achieve this incredible feat that Ding Li Ren has achieved. Um, Tian Yu, yeah, like um, Yang Guang and I have said, there have been several women's chess world champions from China. And of course, we've already mentioned some of the steps that were taken to go on and achieve this incredible past and present success. But um, what else can you tell us about um, their stories and the success of the the steps that were taken to achieve this success, particularly on the women's side? Uh, yeah, like uh, Yang Guang mentioned, Chinese uh, female players have been really dominant in the sport, in the chess sport. Last month, Lei Tingjie from Chongqing beat her teammate Tan Zhongyi in the qualification tournament and secured the chance to challenge the current female chess world champion, Ju Wenjun. So yeah, that means the next female world champion in chess still in China. And the first one who made the breakthrough in Chinese chess it was Xie Jing. She was born in 1970 in Beijing and started to learn chess at, an, at the age of 10. Back at the times, players from the former Soviet Union have been really dominating in the World Chess Championship tournament for over 40 years. And for over 80 years, the sports belonged to players from the West. But it was Xie Jun who earned the title at the age of 21 in 1991. And it was not a smooth journey, actually. Her opponent from Soviet Union had been keeping the world champion title for 13 years and had great experience as well as a great team, which could help her prepare for the game. And as a rookie in the tournament, Xie Jing was really nervous and even caught a fever before the match. 
she managed to overcome all her nervousness and beat this strong rival in 15 games. I think that was the magic of the chess game. It's a battle of persistence and improvisation. No matter how many titles you have or how prestigious a player is, when you sit on the chair and start the battle on the chessboard, the chance of winning depends on who has more stamina and who's able to keep a head clear during a lengthy competition. And after Xie Jing's winning, China's chess industry has come to a boom, with so many talented players springing up. Yeah, so I think,、um, like we've already said,、um, there've been some incredible success on the women's side for Team China. You know, the fact that the next World Championship is guaranteed to、um, remain with a, a Chinese woman, and now we also have our first male winner in Ding Liren. Hopefully, we can see that filtering over to. More and more、um, males in China just taking part in the sport of chess, and who knows? Hopefully, we can have another、um, Chinese male world champion at the Chess World Championships. But that is all we have time for on this week's episode of Sideline Story. Thank you so much for joining us, and of course, we will be back next week with our latest topic, and we'll see you then.